up, you guys? Welcome to another segment of Meninjay Trois. I'm your hostess, Keeks, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. How is everyone doing? Hopefully, everyone has been having a great day, a great week. If not, I pray that you may have better days. But without any further ado, let me go ahead and my co-host, Nature Valley. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up? We back at it with another episode for y'all. I know it's been a little while, but you know we back to it um, to return <laughs> to you all with education and information. So today we're going to be talking about interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. But before we get all before we get into all of that, I'm gonna go these out of the way. So first and foremost, make sure you guys follow my love, Nature Valley. You guys can find and follow her podcast at I Just Want to Fucking Know. Her podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. Also, (laughs) make sure you guys follow her podcast Twitter account at IJWTFK. Again, that is at IJWTFK. Make sure y'all follow my love. Secondly, make sure you guys listen to my my um my most recent episode. I was talking about gentrification. Y'all definitely want to check that out. It's it's child. It's I learned so much. But make sure y'all listen to my recent episode talking about gentrification. And again, that episode is available everywhere on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. Mm-hmm. Next, make sure you guys follow my new podcast team at SFA Charlotte. That is S.F.A.Charlotte. Again, our podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. So just released our recent episode talking about black love and we have a new episode we'll be releasing tomorrow so make sure y'all follow us and tune into that then finally make sure you guys my social media accounts at meninjaytwa you guys can find me and follow me on facebook on instagram and on twitter at meninjaytwa Woo! it's <laughs> always it's always a hassle getting that stuff out sometimes so much to say but without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started and um, get our conversation started talking about interracial relationships. So the core questions we have for this episode are, what is classified as an interracial relationship? Why are interracial relationships such a big deal within the Black community? Why do Black people find interracial relationships problematic? Why are interracial relationships seen as a threat to Black unity, Black love, and sometimes the Black community? And finally, how does interracial relationships impact Black-on-Black relationships, uh, those that are platonic and romantic? So, now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and knock these questions out. First question is, what is classified as an interracial relationship? I really felt like it was necessary for us to define what this is. I feel like sometimes people automatically assume interracial relationships Mm -hmm. mean black and white. 
And I feel like that's because of the binary as Nature Valley and I uh, have discussed in the past, you know, when it comes to race, um, particularly within an American context or uh, American society, when it comes to race, things are always seen as black and white. And Mm -hmm. we're not always seeing things outside of the black and or white race. So to have an interracial relationship, it's, um, basically means to be in a relationship where both or all parties, because you know some people practice polymory, um, <laughs> where both or all parties come from different racial backgrounds. So in other words, they do not same they do not share the same racial categories. Now these can exist as black and white, but they do not only exist as black and white. This can be black and Latinx, Japanese and Hispanic, Indian and white, and so on and so forth but they do not only um, exist as black and white relationships. Um, that's pretty much the answer for that one. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to take a minute of your time. Are you based in Charlotte? Are you looking for dessert catering for a party, an event, or even a late night snack? I know I have just what you need. One name at mo made it underscore desserts what better way to satisfy your sweet craving and get lit than with some hennessy cupcakes got a sweet tooth she has anything and everything you need y'all i'm talking cupcakes cakes chocolate covered strawberries chocolate covered pretzels cake pops brownies cupcake jars you name it she got it and she does custom orders and she's super affordable. I can guarantee your taste buds will be satisfied. Make sure y'all follow my show me on Instagram at mo made it underscore desserts. That is at M-O-M-A-D-E-I-T underscore desserts. Go to her for all of your baked goods needs. Oh, and one more thing. Tell her Keek sent you. Next question is, why are interracial relationships such a big deal within the Black community? Whew. Well, um, I know I can definitely talk about, uh, share my perspective on this, and then Nature Valley, you can also feel free to mm-hmm. add um, your own perspective. Um, but I know one thing that makes it a big deal is that just considering the history when it comes to interracial relationships, um, specifically relating to American history, because there were a time, there was a time where black people were killed for having relations with white people. Um, and that's if those relationships were romantic, you know, cause for a long time, um, in the past, at least, you know, um, I'm talking about during the practice of enslavement and things like that, the relationships between black people were always seen as like slave master and then slave. Mm-hmm. So for there to be a romantic relationship, it just went, it just totally went against the, what was being pro- practiced in the dominant culture. And at the same time, you know, there's that whole idea um, where I was talking about an episode where I talked about stereotypes where white men had this fear of, um black men having this strong sexual desire for mm-hmm. white women and all of that crap so yeah um, yeah 
I think even along with that, like what you said just kind of provoked me um, to think like it's just internalized racism. Like I feel like the reason why interracial dating is so taboo, even in 2019 and most likely going forward is because it's so taboo. I mean, not taboo because it's like this internalized racism that black people have. Like we talked about it in a few other episodes, but it's basically when black, not only uh, white people divide black from white, but black people divide black from white as well. And they divide you know, black from more black or whatever the case they think, you know what I mean? Even though that's not possible, but, um, like, I feel like just going along with the slave master, um, example, it's like, okay, well, if you destroy the binary between what it means to be a black person and what it means to be a white person, um, like, and you can join these two to where people are just people and they can like actually just love each other. Right. Like I feel like in one respect, in one respect, it humanizes the black person, which of course society, uh, specifically American society doesn't want to happen. And second of all, it just like, again, completely destroys the fabric of what it means to be an American. And that's only talking about like black and white relationships. And so I kind of want to like, branch out even a little bit more because right even within like the latinx community and the asian community like there are black you know latinas and latinos or whatever and you know black right. asians and black whatever other uh quote-unquote race there are or races there are um and like I've watched like hella YouTube videos about how like you know racism exists within those categories as well so like even Hispan or I don't know I don't know the correct terminology so I'm gonna just say Hispanic or whatever I'm gonna learn more y'all but um like a lot of Hispanic people like they'll take um their black boo or whatever it is um back home to their parents or whatever and they'll be you know like talking shit about it because of the racism that's within that culture as well so it's always like this distinction between black and white even within like the Latinx community or whatever. And within that, there's always this like idea that black person means a certain thing. So that's why they can't like uh, mix or like coexist or whatever. And that is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Cause it's like, even like, I mean, cause I feel like I've seen this in shows mm-hmm. and I know, you know, TV series, you know, those things are, um, fictional, you know, people write these stories and things like that, but I feel like sometimes they shed light on uh, truths, you know, mm-hmm. things that are very real, so I feel like even in um, different racial um, groups, for example, the Latinx community or within a Native American community um, or the Vietnamese community, um, there's this prejudice that people have where it comes to people dating outside of their race like mm-hmm. if you're not dating within your race it's seen as a problem so like even if you are dating like so I know for example like you know people will have their um their uh reservations about like say if like, and they're dating someone that is black so it's like okay then if they're not dating someone that's black say if they're dating someone that's uh hawaiian or someone that's vietnamese or korean or native american it's like there's always some kind of issue that people mm-hmm. would have just because you're dating outside of your race 
And you know what's interesting about that, too? I was watching, I don't know, I just be at work bored, so I just be watching a lot of YouTube videos. But mm-hmm. I was watching this YouTube video. It was called, Do All Asians Think the Same? And, like, obviously, people are people, so, of course, they don't think the same. But it was interesting because one part that they were saying in there, it was, like, this debate, like, or not even really a debate. It was kind of all common common sense for them that like when they were growing up their parents always told them you either bring up bring home an agent or a white person but you can't bring home like a black person like don't bring home a black person you know yeah so it's like either white oh that's what I was gonna say so white is right the whole type of white is right type situation or whatever but mm-hmm. uh what is the name of that theory god um Oh my god, I can't think of Okay, basically, I can't think of the name of it, but you could probably help me out a little bit. But it was mm-hmm. this um theory that like of like purification of the races which like essentially led to like, you know, neo-nazism and nazism and the whole whatever whatever, like bluest right. eye, blonde hair, yeah. blondest hair, the whole lightest skin type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like I feel like Okay, so a lot of times when people are in relationships or whatever, the goal or one of the goals is, like, procreate, like, have babies or whatever. So, like, this idea of, like, purification of races is, like, okay, like, eventually you're going to weed out. It's, it's, It's super racist because, like, the purification of the races is like to aim towards, like I said, the blondest hair, the bluest eye, the fairest skin, or whatever. So, you know, exactly, white people. It's <laughs> essentially trying to make somebody as white as they can possibly be, even though that's not possible, but whatever. And like, so it's essentially like breeding people to get there, you know, and that's why I feel like interracial dating is a problem too or it's such a taboo too because it's like okay like we have all these these laws even unstated laws in place like you know white supremacy obvi but then like branching from white supremacy it's that theory again of like purification of like essentially erasing blackness Mm -hmm. as a whole and so like if you mix black and white or black and asian or black and latinx or whatever the case may be like you can't get rid of it as quickly i guess or whatever Mm -hmm. um so i feel like that's why that's another reason why uh interracial dating is an issue that is so and i i know i I, i've heard of that um of that theory too and i don't know i just feel like it it's interesting sometimes how much concern people will put into this Mm -hmm. um and I know I definitely had, I was one of those people who was like, oh my gosh, you're dating outside of your race. You know, I mean, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit later or whatever. But um, I feel like now in seeing interracial relationships and, you know, couples that are interracial, it's seen as a form of progress within the American culture because, you know, for a long time, there was no such, or like the idea of interracial dating was something that was very, um, interracial dating was something that went against you know mm-hmm. the dominant culture mm-hmm. so now that you're able to date whoever you want to date is you know and not get murdered for it is mm-hmm. it is seen as a form of progress within the american culture um so our next question is why do black people find interracial relationships problematic 
And I specifically said black people because, again, you know, we're talking about um, we're talking about black people and black culture, and various aspects of black culture. And um, I I do know some reasons. I feel like I know some reasons why black people find interracial relationships problematic. But I think it's also one of those things where it's like. I've noticed that you won't receive as much backlash if you're dating someone who's Mexican or Puerto Rican or Korean or Indian or Native American. You receive, at least when you're black, it seems like you will sometimes receive the most backlash when you're dating someone that is white. Mm -hmm. And again, maybe that's because of, you know, the history that uh, black and white relationships have uh, when you think about American history and you know things that were practiced in the past in the past um and I know it's one of those things where it's like sometimes black people and some black people see white people as as being um replicas of the people who mm. oppressed us and who oppress us so it's like you know Kind of like you see them as being, I'm not saying you see them as a slave master, but you kind of see them as being a reflection of that mm-hmm. so far as being white. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, okay, well, they think, why would you date someone who mm-hmm. had that type of um, history and who come from a family that practiced that? And it's like, you know, their family could be racist. It's like mm-hmm. all these assumptions that take place in their minds and I feel like, honestly, that's where, like, the biggest backlash come. Like, you don't really, I don't hear about too much backlash when it comes to dating someone who's Native American or Vietnamese or Hawaiian or whatever. Um, but it seems like you do receive the most black backlash when you date someone who's white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, like I was saying a little bit before, like, it's this mentality of wanting to keep things separate. Like, it's like racism is so deeply ingrained to every fabric of like existence in America. Like mm-hmm. it's hard not to bring that into relationships as well, you know, like, right. so of course, of course with our history, um, you know, like as black people and white people in America, like, of course we're going to have that problem. But also I see like, so there's this thing, if none of y'all heard of it, called Ankh Niggas. And I'm sure you know what, what? this is. You never heard of Ankh Niggas? No. Oh, my God, Keeks. We're going to have to have a conversation after this one. But Ankh Niggas are essentially black guys who are super, okay, so they're super, quote, and I'm going to put this in quotations, like, quote, unquote, like, pro-black or whatever. But that comes with problems because they're, like, super homophobic, misogynistic, you know, the whole typical, traditional. And see, I feel like I've seen them. Yeah. And I've heard of them, but I didn't know that there was a term for that. Girl, yes. Now I feel like maybe that's a Chicago thing, but I don't know. But, yeah, girl, Ankh niggas are a real thing. And you can pick them up. You can notice them because they'll, like, slide in your DMs, like, hey, queen. Hey, black queen. Yeah. That's those. That's an unk nigga. <laughs> You'll oh. know because at first it's like, oh, okay, like he's admiring this and that. But then he'll go into some stuff like, um, you know, like you're supposed to stay in the house and cook the meals yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and bear my yeah. child and continue on with my leg. That type of thing. That's an unk nigga. But it's niggas wow. like that 
that like continue to perpetuate this idea that like interracial dating is like super bad and I will we'll get into that later but I mean everybody I feel like is you know has fallen victim to that at some point because like I said of our history and things like that but it's like this continued uh what is that word reinforcement that's not the word I was looking for but continued reinforcement of this like divide between black and white and when you cross over it that's when it becomes a problem all the time in any situation whether it's like you got a white friend or something like that there's always going to be some type of backlash joke or whatever or if you have um you know a romantic partner that's white you're going to have some backlash because of like that ingrained racism that we're supposed to be only black and then they're supposed to be only white and then there's us versus them and not like a you know a we that sounds so corny oh my god but you know what I mean yeah that is so I I promise you I did not know that there was a title or a label Mm -hmm. for guys like that like I know some guys out here be like wait I hit women up with hey queen all the time like there's one particular person that comes to mind uh, cause I know he always like be like, "Hey, Queen, how you doing?" But I don't get that kind of vibe mm-hmm. from him. Um, but wow, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look into that. I never knew that there was, but I know exactly what type of mm-hmm. guy you're talking about. But that is very interesting. Um, and that was an, that's actually another thing I had uh in our notes, like black people being pro-black and being anti-anything black so it's like Mm -hmm. I don't feel like to be pro-black means you have to be anti-everything else but I feel like there are some people that are so 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 pro-black that Mm -hmm. they are anti-anything that's not black Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I feel like you know Unc Nickels would definitely be a uh, most definitely right be a product of that that is so crazy I've never heard of that oh my gosh (laughs) um so then the next question we have is why are interracial relationships seen as a threat to black unity, black love, and sometimes the black community? I feel like some black people will see interracial relationships as being a threat to all of these things because they, they automatically see it as being a divide. And I know sometimes when it does come to dating, interracial dating, um, It's like, I don't know, you kind of feel like the person, the black person who's involved in the relationship has to educate and inform their partner of all the struggles that black people go through. And I don't know, I guess you also automatically assume that their partner isn't an advocate for the, isn't an advocate for the liberation of black people and they're not supporters of the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like anytime people have that in their minds, they automatically assume and see that there's a divide because it's like, okay, well you're dating this person who's not even pro black and they're not trying to do anything uh, to better the liberation of black people. And they're not doing anything to give back to the black community and do anything to, uh, assist black culture in a way that doesn't pertain to cultural appropriation and it doesn't attain that doesn't uh pertain to what was it something else i was gonna say i can't think of it um but basically like whenever you date somebody that's not black it's automatically seen as a threat and Mm -hmm. a divide within a black community because it's like you know it's 
it's like people being so pro-black that they are anti-anything that's black and I know some people are also very strong believers of black love so it's like if you're not a person that that's not uh I guess very interested in in black love then that's kind of seen of seen as a um issue too because again it's like creating a divide within the black community because mm-hmm. you know black lip I don't even want to say black liberation means black love but I feel like some black people are so pro-black that they're anti-anything black so and you dating a racial relationship that's automatically seen as being uh anti-black if that makes mm-hmm. sense it definitely makes sense. And by doing that, again, they're just reinforcing like this divide of a black person can only feel, think, act, you know, move in a certain type of way. And right. if you don't act or that way, like then you're all types of negative like names or whatever it is. And then you're not black. Which, oh my God, sense. exactly. <laughs> like I look sense. just like you, my brother. I'm probably darker than you. So how am I not black? Because I don't feel the same way or think the same way that you do about a certain topic. Like, and can't you, like, it's so crazy because people really don't be seeing that they're being problematic and continuing on with racism and continuing that divide. Right. But that's, you know, that's none of my business or whatever. Oh, but I found the term. I found the term that I was talking about. It's eugenics. So Google's definition is, hold on, let me find it again. The science of improving a human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable heritable characteristics. Mm -hmm. And then it said, uh, developed by whatever, um, as a method of improving the human race, it fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis, which is like problematic anyway, because if you just look into this philosopher, like you'll see his whole problematic perspective anyway, it was very white, but whatever. But now you see what I was talking about. Like it's basically breeding to breeding out blackness or whatever. And it's, I bet you it's spelled E-U-O. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it's like, as soon as you said it, I'm, I automatically thought, hmm, E-U, Europe. True. White. Oh, my mm. God. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to do some research on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um. Then the final question we have is how does interracial relationships impact black on black relationships those that are both platonic and romantic so here I kind of want to give my personal take on like uh my perspective or my views on this Mm -hmm. I feel like I was a person you know I I feel like I can speak for both sides because (laughs) I used to be this person you know younger version of Keeks um I had this whole idea that I feel kind of weird saying this but I had this whole idea that you know when I get older I was going to be dating this I was going to be dating a white guy we're going to get we were going to get married Mm -hmm. and you know be living all lavish and all of that and then it's like when I went to school I became pro-black AF so (laughs) basically all of that went out the window and I remember my I remember coming home uh, one time, and my, I was just talking to my mom about all the things I was learning in school, 
And she just kind of had a moment where she was just staring at me, smiling <laughs> and nodding her head. And I'm like, what? She was like, you know, so I guess you're not going to be dating this white guy anymore, huh? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, now, you know, Keith's being me to this day. I feel like date who you want to date and love who you want to love, regardless of what other people think, you know, because at the end of the day, J. Cole said it best. What you eat don't make me shit, and who you fuck don't make me come. So do what you want to do, do what you gotta do. You grow and make your own decisions, you know, to each his own. Um, but I know after I became like pro black, there was a point where I was like, oh my gosh, this person is dating a white person. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like you kind of felt like if a person that you knew was pro black and then they dated a white person kind of felt like oh well they're a traitor mm-hmm. they're going against the culture like you know i thought they were all you know for the culture it is like why is it that people that are pro-black and being for the culture why is it that if they do they they outside of their race they're seen as being a traitor to mm-hmm. the culture you know they could still be advocates for the black community and for um for the, the the for um what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just say for for the advancements of black people um and for the black community and things like that. They can still support the cult support the culture and things like that. They why are they all automatically seen as being traitors? Um and I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like you have so much pride in being black. So it's like to date someone that is not black, it's almost seen like, or assume that you have the disgrace mm. towards your own race. And it's, I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, why couldn't, why couldn't you date a black person? Why did you have to date this particular person? And also just prejudices that people have and, you know, being unknowledgeable and unaware and uh the last point i have is people being seen as being a sellout so i feel like a lot of times we hear this when it comes to celebrities and in hollywood and things like that people will Mm -hmm. you know date within their race and when they make it to a certain status then they start dating Mm -hmm. outside their race then they start dating you know what you say outside their race and then it's like when you have that people automatically be like oh well you know now that they got money they want to date this person they don't want to date black people anymore they want to date this person because you know they made it big and all of that and you're seen as being a sellout because it's like now that you made it to this certain stat status you don't want to date within your race why and we never really hear the whys behind that mm-hmm. yeah i think that's interesting um for a few reasons like the first person that came to my mind was michael b jordan because mm-hmm he is just super fine, or just beautiful man or whatever. But mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh, Michael B. Jordan, he's so fine, this and that. And then once they found out that he was dating a white woman, a lot of people kind of started, like, not only bashing him, but, like, distancing themselves from him. And it's like, okay. Right. So the thing I would say when dating anyone, I mean, is to just date responsibly. Like, if you're dating outside of your quote-unquote race or whatever, like, you have to, I wouldn't say screen them, 
But like you have to be first of all open to communication and discussion because a lot of the times like white people are just coming from and I'm not taking up for them because whatever, but a lot of times <laughs> white people are just coming from a place of like ignorance. Like sometimes right. it's willful ignorance and sometimes it's like literally they've they not know. come into contact with this conversation ever because you know of their privilege so they've never had to have a discussion where their position was challenged or they had to think outside of their perspective and so it's like okay like if you are a black person and you're dating someone who is open to that then I'd be like okay well fuck it like date interracially but if you're dating a white person because you think like they're better than black people like I feel like intent is so key like if you're dating a black or a white person because you feel like they're better than black people in some way or you feel like they're going to give you something that a black person can't give you then again like you're just buying back into that whole like racial divide and like internalized racism and so it's just like so just going along with uh your comment earlier like you wouldn't date interracially or whatever like same and that's like it's problematic for me like when I think about it I kind of cringe like damn like I'm so or I like to think of myself as like a very open person or whatever the case may be but like just like anybody else in America like I'm impacted by the same systems that impact everyone in America so I have internalized racism even though I don't want to admit it and I feel like Admitting it is the first step. What is it? Grieving or some shit? Like, admitting it is the first step to actually making a change. Mm -hmm. And so I see that it's a problem that I'm thinking so simply about, like, race when it comes to dating. Like, oh, I'm not going to date a white person because they're not going to understand me. Like, first of all, you don't know that they're going to understand you or not understand you. And even if they don't fully understand you, like, who in this world do you feel completely understands you? And why is race the hugest thing that, like, is a contributing factor to whether someone understands you or not? You know what I mean? Right, right. And right. so it's like, I don't know. I mean, I feel problematic because I still to this day would be like, no, I am not dating a white girl or no, I'm not dating a white man because whatever, whatever. And it's also hard to date interracially because, like, that's why I say date responsibly because, even on the other side, even though whatever, the divide or whatever, but even on the other side, like, white people are looking at black people fetishizing them, and so it's kind of hard to, like... Right. It's kind of hard to, like, distinguish between whether they actually are interested in you as a human being and not yes. as your color or, like, what they think you have in your pants or, like, how you speak or... Type. Exactly. If It's hard to distinguish that sometimes because sometimes they'll come off, like, the girl from Get Out where she's like, oh, I'm with the shit and da, da, da. And then they really be like trying to, you know, like essentially leech on everything that you are. Like still your culture, whatever the case may be. That's why I say like when it comes to intro date, uh, interracial dating, like it affects black on black relationships, I feel because like we always have this assumption that like we always have this assumption of quote unquote the other side. Mm-hmm. And being so, like, if someone crosses over the other side or whatever the case may be, like, we feel like, first off, we don't understand them completely or, like, there's a disconnect or something like that because they're not abiding by the rules that were set by someone else of what it means to be black and we're all, like, kind of just abiding by, you know. So it causes, right. like, a tension between black people, like, and also, like, like we said before, since blackness is a construction, it has like different 
meanings in different contexts. You know, like somebody, a black person up north is not going to necessarily feel like a black person out west even or a black person out south or a black person from Wisconsin or a black person from the south you know so like it's all contextual and it's like okay you feel this disconnect with people that live in different areas of that diaspora or whatever like why do you feel like that that disconnect is even bigger when they do something that is not um, I don't even know. Like feed into this whole Yeah, that doesn't feed race. into the narrative. Exactly. Like I feel like black people are totally comfortable with being racist as long as like that perspective isn't challenged, I guess. Like internalizing racism as long as that isn't challenged and as soon as it's challenged then it's like, oh, like, you know, um, I don't even know. Like, it's bad to challenge the racist system that we're all abiding by, you know? Like, people really be comfortably living in this binary and not challenging it. And I feel like that's what causes the tensions most of all, because it's like, people like to be comfortable with what is, uh, what they see as fact and set in stone. Right, rather than than challenge their way of Mm -hmm. thinking and sometimes trying to create their own ways of thinking having systems think for them rather than trying to think for Mm -hmm. themselves and I, I I know you had said this earlier you were saying how like why is it that we allow this idea of race to divide us in a way where it's like I don't know I guess in a sense we let it define our humanity Mm -hmm. and I can't remember exactly what you said. You said I was like, yes, Nature Valley, yes. Um, because like, it would be great to live in a world where you didn't have to worry about racing, where you could just like a person or love a person mm-hmm. for who they are and not have you are the flash that people are going to give you, you know, just from how this mm-hmm. person looks. It's so messed up and it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's dumb and it doesn't make any sense and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a divide and conquer tactic Mm -hmm. tactic to not only conquer and divide the black community but to conquer and divide people as a whole Mm -hmm. because I feel like when you're able to divide people like that it's a control mechanism to mm-hmm. keep people divided and to control the way that people think and the ways that people think and things like that so it's like if everyone just kind of goes with this rather than instead that keeps the system in operation mm-hmm. um and again like you said I think people get really comfortable with the systems operating that to really break it and challenge it people don't like to do that and then it's like to even get to the fact no to even get to the point of defining what it means to break mm-hmm. and challenge the system you know I feel like that's a whole nother conversation we could say for another day but I don't feel like I feel like the ways that people see how you break these things and these systems is very different mm-hmm. um but yeah mm-hmm. I, it's it's i feel like that was that was the perfect um that was the perfect conclusion just before we end it if i could say something real real quick oh yes go ahead just to comment on like the idea that like a lot of this stuff like 
erasing racial boundaries and stuff like that sounds like fantastical or whatever or like you know fantasy or whatever like and I hate oh my god I'm not even gonna use him let me use another black figure um because I was about to say Martin Luther King and I just hate using him as an example Mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna say James Baldwin right Mm-hmm. So James Paul, oh, no, no, you know what? I'm going to go even further back. I'm going to say Nat Turner, which was mm-hmm. the first guy, or not first guy, but he was one of the, like, black people uh, during the slave times who, like, challenged the system that was in place. And, like, you could imagine how many niggas was just like, you know what? Like, you're going to challenge Massa, and you're going to break the system, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, he got killed for it, but at the same time, it's, like, the same backlash, or the, I wouldn't say same, but similar backlash that he was receiving for trying to break a system because it seemed fantastical or irresponsible or not possible is, like, the same type of backlash that, uh, I'm not even going to just say black people, but people in general are facing just trying to, like, think outside of the system that we're in and, like, break it, you know? Right. That is very true. That is very true. I was going to mention something else, but I was save it for another time <laughs> or maybe you can talk about it, you know, off, off this or whatever. Okay. Um, but I'm going to save it. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for tuning in, coming to get these spiritual vibrations for your mental stimulation. I'm so happy I messed mess that up. <laughs> um, you guys have been listening to another segment of Meninge Trois. Again, make sure you guys follow my love, Nature Valley. You guys can find her podcast at I Just Want to Fucking Know. Her podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. And make sure you guys follow her Twitter podcast account at IJWTFK. Again, that is at IJWTFK. Thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all have a great night. Hey, guys.